Nice launch check and countdown net. Pad is clear. Ten, nine, eight. Launch auto sequence seven, has started. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Go for launch. Dragon, separation confirmed. Stage one is transonic. Landing lakes have deployed. And Falcon 9 has landed. On your screen is a live view of Falcon 9 awaiting its 2.13 p.m. Eastern Time launch from Space Launch Complex 40 at Cape Canaveral in Florida. Today's launch is for our customer OneWeb, a connectivity wholesaler that delivers high-speed, low-latency connectivity solutions to telecommunications companies, internet service providers, local governments, businesses, and communities everywhere. Hello, everyone. My name is Yomei Zhou, and I'm a propulsion engineer here at SpaceX. Thanks for joining the OneWeb Launch 17 mission, which marks our 215th overall mission to date. As the mission name suggests, this is OneWeb's 17th overall launch and third with SpaceX. Similar to our previous launches with OneWeb, today's launch will also send 40 OneWeb satellites into low Earth orbit, bringing their LEO constellation to 582 satellites in orbit. Today, we will deploy OneWeb satellites in three different deployment sequences. And as a note, if we lose ground station coverage during parts of any deployment sequence, we will confirm deployment of satellites that were scheduled to deploy once we gain connection at a different ground station. If you're interested in reviewing the full deployment sequence, check out spacex.com. And here at just under T minus 12 minutes, the weather, range, and vehicle are all go for launch. If for some reason we do not launch today, we do have a backup opportunity on Friday, March 10th at 2.08 p.m. Eastern Time. And with that, let's learn a little bit more about OneWeb and today's mission. Think for a moment about what connectivity brings you. Is it helping you manage or grow a business, stay in contact with family and friends? Is it giving you or your family access to education or to a doctor? Is it opening doors for you to a world beyond your horizon? Of course, for many of us in big cities and large and established communities, it's doing that every day. It's essential, fundamental, it's enabling our lives. From connectivity flows a better quality of life, new horizons and greater opportunities. So what can we do to help ensure everybody can experience the benefits of connectivity? This is the OneWeb mission, to bridge that digital divide, to serve businesses and rural communities, to further scientific understanding and collaboration. And we're doing this by bringing high-speed broadband internet from space to places where this opportunity was previously unimaginable. Every customer connected via the OneWeb network has their own story. All of them are united by one thing, gaining the power of connectivity and the independence or sense of community that can bring. 
OneWeb, we are a global connectivity provider powered by satellites to connect the unconnected globally. And we are doing this with a low Earth orbit constellation of 648 satellites. We run satellites 30 times closer to the Earth than traditional satellites. We do this because we can deliver high-speed connectivity to be hundreds of megabits per second, delivered to a single user terminal. Connectivity is highly concentrated around densely populated areas. One who I really want to bring connectivity to remote places. With a satellite constellation, we can reach everyone, everywhere, effectively bringing on a level playing field all of these people that have been left behind. Water is life, but uh, connectivity is everything else, right? It's, uh, it's education, it's healthcare, it's, uh, it's being able to start your own small business. I mean, just look at all the stuff you do on a day-to-day -day basis in an urban environment and, you know, think if that's cut off for even a few hours, how anxious you get. There's over 300 communities in Canada that, uh, that, that we think will never, they're satellite communities, we don't think they'll ever have uh, connectivity going in. They're, they're just too far away to run uh, fiber, they're too far away to get 4G or, or 5G. Uh, the only option for them will be satellite internet. I'm taking classes to um, get my bachelor's degree in administration in the early childhood field. With the internet, it's made it a lot easier. I can see my professors during class. I can collaborate with my classmates. OneWeb has helped in a lot of ways. It, it's more convenient for us, like ordering supplies and payments over the phone. It is great to work with uh, SpaceX. Uh, they are a fantastic partner. It's been ex very nice and exciting to restart working with, uh, with, uh, with them and OneWeb. We're really looking forward to the launch with SpaceX. It's very important for us. With liftoff just under eight minutes from now, let's get to know a little bit more about the rocket on your screen. Hey everyone, I'm Atticus Federa, and I'm a propulsion engineer here at SpaceX, and I'm excited to join Yome to bring you live coverage for today's launch. On your screen is a live view of our Falcon 9 vehicle. Falcon 9 is a two-stage rocket, which stands 230 feet, or 70 meters tall, which is roughly 20 meters taller than the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, France, which is about 40 meters tall. When it's fully fueled, the Falcon 9 will hold just over 1 million pounds of propellant that the vehicle will mostly burn through in less than three minutes after liftoff. And we began loading those propellants on both stages of the vehicle at just about T minus 35 minutes. Engine chill has started. Good call out there for the engine chill on M1D's beginning. Now, starting from the top of our rocket, we have our payload fairing, which uh, safely enclosed the 17-foot uh, diameter fairing, which is the structure at the very top of the rocket. Now, this structure protects the satellites from aerodynamic heating, loads, and contamination during ascent. And once we reach the vacuum of space, we will actually jettison these fairing halves while the second stage continues to its final destination in low Earth orbit. And just below that payload fairing, we have the second stage. That's the stage that will take the 41 web satellites to a low Earth orbit today. That second stage will ignite its single Merlin vacuum or MVAC engine at about two and a half minutes into flight, and then it will relight for a second stage time. Stage one, RP-1 load is complete. Good call out there. We just finished loading RP-1 on the first stage. Below that second stage, we have the interstage, which is actually part of the first stage. 
And as you can see on your screen, the carbon fiber interstage is a distinct black color because it is unpainted TPS or thermal protection system. Now this protects the composite material that the interstage is made out of. At the very bottom of the first stage, there are nine Merlin 1D engines that will get Falcon 9 off the ground and up into the thinner parts of the Earth's atmosphere. And shortly after liftoff, the first and second stages will physically separate from one another, and then the second stage will continue to orbit, while the first stage will start making its way back down to Earth. The first stage is designed to be reflown multiple times with minimal refurbishment between flights. And today's first stage will actually be flying for the 13th time and will be attempting to land at landing zone one, which is not too far from the launch pad. On your screen right now is a live view of that landing zone. And if we are successful in recovering the booster today, it will mark the 177th successful recovery of an orbital class rocket. And lastly, that Dr. large tanks are pressurizing for strong back retract. That large truss structure you see there is the transporter erector, or TE. We use it to roll the rocket out to the pad and raise it to its vertical launch position. Now the TE also routes the vehicle's fluids, power, and telemetry umbilicals from the ground systems to the rocket and the satellites. And this is until Falcon 9 goes on internal power and clears the pad. At liftoff- Strongback retract has started. Good call out there. We are beginning to retract that strongback and we do move it away to clear the way for Falcon 9's ascent. And while we're waiting for TE retraction, we'll see the clamp arms just below the fairing halves. You can see them starting to open right now. And following the clamp arms opening, the TE will begin to pull away from the rocket slightly. And then at T0, the ground hydraulic systems will pull the TE even further away from Falcon 9 as it lifts off. You can see those clamp arms opening there just below the fairing. Now the first stage is connected to a launch mount at the base of the transporter erector, but the structure is hinged, so it will retract away from the vehicle in preparation for a launch. You heard that call out earlier for the strong back retraction sequence beginning, but here in just a few seconds, you should see that strong back begin to actually recline away from Falcon 9. We are waiting for TE retraction, and it's a beautiful day in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Stage one locks load is complete. Now at this point in the countdown, you just and heard stage the, one pogo. You heard the call out that stage one locks load is complete, and stage two locks loading should finish up just about a minute later at T minus two minutes at which point both the first and sta second stages will be fully loaded with about a million pounds of kerosene and liquid oxygen. Now those white clouds that you see forming around the Falcon are expected. We do begin to vent the chilled gas above the LOX tank liquid surface to maintain the pressures that we need and you can see around the first and second stages that as we load that super chilled liquid oxygen, it is causing condensation and clouds to form in the humid Florida air.
Second stage locks looting should be completing here shortly. And at T minus 60 seconds. Stage two locks load is complete. There is that call out for stage two locks loading complete. And at T minus 60 seconds, Falcon 9 will be in startup. So this means the rocket's autonomous internal flight computers will take over the launch countdown. And just inside of T minus two seconds, we light the Merlin 1D engines. Launch cast, close that. Or lift off. The OneWeb Launch 17 payload continues to be healthy, and the Falcon 9 team is tracking no issues on the rocket. Weather is looking green, and the range is ready to support today's launch. We do have a backup opportunity tomorrow, March 10th at 2.08 p.m., but we are proceeding into the final minute of terminal count. Falcon 9 is in startup. Falcon 9 is in startup. LD, go for launch. We have that final go for launch. All systems are go for launch on Falcon 9 with the OneWeb Launch 17 mission payload. T minus 30 seconds. successfully lifted off from Pad 40 at Cape Canaveral, carrying the OneWeb Launch 17 payload. Now we're still going up, but we're also heading horizontally away from the launch pad. And coming up in just a few seconds here, we will be approaching the point of That's max Q. Q. There we go, call up for that there. At the point of max Q, we throttled the Merlin 1D engines down briefly to reduce the loads on the vehicle. We've now throttled the engines back up to full power, then this will help us continue to accelerate towards low Earth orbit. The rocket typically needs to go about 17,500 miles per MVAC hour. MVAC engine chill has started. Good call out there for MVAC engine chill. We need to go about 17,500 miles per hour horizontally in order to avoid being pulled back down to Earth and actually get into orbit. So keep an eye on that stage one telemetry at the bottom of your screen. Now coming up, we're gonna have five events in very quick succession. Those are main engine cutoff or MECO, stage separation, stage one flip, second engine start one, boost back burn, and then from there, the fairing halves will separate. So keep an eye out for those events. Again, starting with main engine cutoff, 
coming up on that point in just about 15 seconds here, so let's listen in for that. Main engine cut off. Stage separation confirmed. MPAC ignition. Stage one boost back startup. And there you go. You just heard and saw main engine cutoff, stage separation, stage one flip, and second engine start one. Now we are in the middle of the boost back burn, which you can see on the left side of your screen there. That first stage has flipped around and is burning three of its Merlin 1D engines to head back towards the launch site, while the MBAC on the right is pushing the second stage into low Earth orbit. Now today's mission is what we call a RTLS, or return to launch site. And that's actually where we return the first stage back to a landing pad that is actually very close to where we took off from. Now this burn should last about 50 seconds, so we have about 10 seconds left in the boost back burn. Both stages continue to look nominal. Stage one boost back shutdown. And there we go, just had confirmation of successful boost back burn shutdown. Coming up next in just a few seconds, we will separate those fairing halves and should get a good view of our payload. Fairing separation confirmed. There we go, just had successful confirmation of boost back burn end and the successful separation of both the fairing halves from the second stage. Now both of these halves on today's mission are flying for the sixth time and we will be attempting to retrieve them again today once they fall back to Earth using our recovery vessel, Bob. We're just about at T plus a little over four minutes into today's mission, and we are in the first of two planned MVAC burns before satellite deployment. Now at T plus six minutes and 10 seconds, so a couple minutes from now, you should see on your screen the first stages. Both vehicles are following nominal trajectories. We hope that both vehicles are on nominal trajectories. Great views from the first and second stages there. Now for the entry burn of the first stage, we do relight three of the M1D engines on the first stage, starting with the center E9 engine, followed shortly by the E1 and E5 engines, which are all in a row. And this slows the vehicle down as it passes into the Earth's atmosphere. Now we do the entry burn in order to slow down to reduce re-entry forces, which helps us to recover and reuse our first stage. During that entry burn, Falcon 9 is decelerating, firing those three Merlin entry Merlin engines, but we're still moving really rapidly, so the vehicle will actually fly through its own plume and deposit some of that carbon-based fuel soot that Falcon 9 uses onto the booster. And great views of those grid fins on the first stage. And the Falcon 9 first stage that is supporting today's mission will perform this entry burn for the 13th time, having previously supported multiple missions, including GPS 
vehicles four and five, Inspiration four, Axiom one, Nalsat 301, and seven separate Sterling commissions. Entry burn starting here shortly. Stage one entry burn startup. There is the start of the entry burn. Stage one entry burn shut down. Good entry burn from the first stage. Stage one FTS is saved. The flight termination system is saved for stage one. You can see those attitude control thrusters on the first stage firing there. Both vehicles continue to follow nominal trajectories. Both first and second stages are looking good. And our next milestone is the stage one landing bird, which is coming all the way back to landing zone one in Cape Canaveral, starting in about 15 seconds here. Stage one transonic. Stage two FTS is saved. Stage one landing burn. Start of our stage one landing burn. Great drone footage of the first stage that you can see on the right-hand side of your screen. Incredible views from first stage coming down on stage landing zone. Stage one, deploy. That was a beautiful landing. Beautiful landing of the first stage, and there you have it. That landing marks space. Stage two terminal guidance. That landing marks SpaceX's 177th recovery of an orbital-class rocket, including the first stage landings of Falcon 9 and Heavy. And now back to stage two. Stage two is looking good, with just about 10 seconds left before.